0: They last played on Friday, but you did get a big addition to the roster. There might be um, some more potential changes coming. I'll answer, uh, you know, probably the most pervasive question that I've gotten (laughs) uh, over this weekend. Uh, We also just watched the Kansas City Chiefs beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Me being a Dodgers fan who hates everything about the Bay, I like the outcome. Avery also got some donuts, uh, donut money uh, that I'm sure she's going to enjoy. Uh, I thought within that win, the Chiefs kind of sort of like the, the, the whole time that game was going on, I had a very specific Lakers thought. So we'll talk about that and we'll preview a big week ahead as the Lakers look to integrate their newest addition, Spencer Dinwiddie. All of that and whatever else comes up here in a bit. All right, so let's start with the weekend, recap it really quickly. Again, we haven't seen much basketball since last Friday. The Lakers, um, it's really funny how this kind of worked out. It was totally coincidental and a big kind of advantage here for the Lakers as they had a full weekend. Yeah, LeBron was away from the team, obviously, to go watch the Super Bowl, but Spencer Dinwiddie was able to get into the facility and work out a little bit, start to meet with coaches and coaches could really start to identify a role for him. You had potential opportunities for, uh, for some tape and, and, uh, you know, whatever it was that that was needed to be done, uh, you know, the the Lakers were able to do that without having to, you know, mold that schedule and, and work that schedule around, around a, uh, A game here and there. So that was a big deal. And by the way, you know, as you guys are listening to this on Monday morning, the Lakers are going to have uh, their first official practice with Spencer Dinwiddie uh, with everybody there in the building. And, and, uh, and that, you know, is, is nice to be able to get under your belt before you, uh, you head on over to your first game. I said, when you see that, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you saw my lips form when um, but your first game this week on which doesn't come until Tuesday so uh yeah it was it was you know in terms of recapping there isn't really a ton to, to really talk about in the, that we didn't talk about whether it was on Friday or um let alone on Saturday when when the news actually dropped ever since then anytime I basically tweet anything uh I have been asked about you know, what might come next and stuff. And as it as it stands right now, and I'm recording this at 1147 Central Time on a Sunday evening, Sunday night. And uh, as it stands right now, it does seem to feel like the Lakers are, this is kind of sort of the roster unless somebody else becomes available. Uh, I do think that they want to see this group get a shot together. Uh, yeah, you do risk potentially losing out on you know one or two of these uh, potential free agents that you could add to the roster. I have made the case over this weekend uh, to bring in uh, Marcus Morris. I, I I really like the idea of bringing adding his physicality uh, to this group, um, but as it stands right now, you know, when you look at the guys on this roster who you would have to, cause the Lakers would have to cut somebody, right? Um, Jackson Hayes has played really well lately <clears throat> and the center options out there, especially now that Bismack, Biyombo is not on the market anymore. He is an Oklahoma city thunder. Uh, so the, the options out there is like Robin Lopez, but he looked pretty washed this year. Uh, and, and they're just, there aren't a ton, you know? Uh, so, I think the Lakers would probably prefer to keep Hayes and wood on their uh, roster. You could maybe cut cam reddish, but uh, you know, with Jared Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, not probably coming back this season. And that continues to be, you know, the, the situation there, it was funny to see people jump to conclusions about that situation with Jared Vanderbilt um, and say, well, he's going to be reevaluated in four, you know, three to four weeks. Um, that's way different than than what you reported. And I'm like, it isn't it's just a reevaluation, and we'll see what the uh, new information is whenever that time comes. Rob Polinka, I thought very interestingly, didn't say that you know, uh, Jared Vanderbilt they're looking at a pot- potential return date to this point. He's excited that Jared Vanderbilt to this point has avoided season ending surgery. Uh, you know. If you, again, I, I, look, I want to be clear. I would love to see Jerry Vanderbilt uh, this year. I think <clears throat> he's a very important part of this team and allows you to do some uh, some interesting things with your backcourt. And I think the Lakers are really going to miss him. But all I can continue to do is, is relay the information that I have to you. And to this point, there is still quite a bit of uh, pessimism that, Jared Vanderbilt is going to come back, um, with the Lakers. So, uh, if you don't have Jared Vanderbilt, that leaves Cam Reddish as like your best option to guard bigger wings. Um, and I don't think the Lakers want to waive him just for some potential physicality from Marcus Morris. And then, you know, the other thing that does matter here is that if they were to waive any of those three players that the, you know, all three of them have player options, which like, Rob, what are you doing? If, if not offering a player option means that you don't get Jackson Hayes or Cam Reddish, then you don't get Jackson Hayes or Cam Reddish. You don't need to attach a player option to those guys. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, those player options. though, are going to wind up mattering here. And I believe that the Lakers, um, will, will, uh, you know, given the buyout market as it currently exists uh, you know, they seem likely to uh, just consider this their roster. And I, you know what? I, I get it. I, 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 you know, I I think we always like the idea of of tweaking here and there. And, and I, and um, we're always looking for what comes next as we all exist as like pseudo GMs in our own minds, but the Lakers probably consider this their roster right now. And I think it makes a little bit of sense. You want to see what it looks like, um, especially whenever uh, Max Christie comes back, whenever Cam Reddish comes back. And you want to see what that rotation looks like before you cut somebody while they are hurt and never see this roster on the court together. So as it stands right now, when you guys are asking here at the very, very top here, which is right there, if you guys are watching live, uh, more free agents to come, as I'm told right now, doesn't seem like it. It, it, it doesn't. These things do change quickly, and maybe, you know, the, the Lakers do kind of change their approach here. But I think they would like to see, you know, a game here to see what they need before they cut some guys who might prov- uh, provide some of what they need. Uh, all right, the next thing I wanted to talk about here, completely changing uh, subjects, is that when uh, that the Chiefs were able to pull off against the San Francisco 49ers, incredible game, went to overtime, right? Um, such a fun game there. Uh, you know, and, and I think we continue to see uh, Patrick Mahomes just you know, really make... A pretty tough case, uh, especially at this stage of his career, for the greatest of all time. You know, he's got a long way to go, and he's got a lot already accomplished to this point. Um, and and this was supposed to be the toughest year of his current contract to be able to like, you know, to to, to be able to pull this off. And they what just won back to back Super Bowls, and um, you know, as I'm watching that game. I, all I kept on thinking is like, man, wide receiver core, not great. Um, I think they miss Eric bien Uh t- San Francisco, clearly the more talented team up and down that roster. Uh, the Chiefs' defense certainly deserves their flowers, right? Steve uh, Spagnola appears to be one of the most underrated coaches like I have seen <laughs> of my lifetime. Um and and uh, I, I think that, you know, the Chiefs, I you know, given some of the disadvantages that they were working with, did just enough to allow Patrick Mahomes to be great. And and that like that, I think, is the bare minimum of what organizations owe their best players is give them just enough to to, you know, give them a chance to elevate your organization. That's the bare minimum. That's the absolute least that those guys can offer. And, uh, you know, in in Mahomes' case, because he's in his prime, the bare minimum gets you Super Bowls, right? Just like with uh, LeBron, you know, the bare minimum gets you NBA championships with Steph Curry. The bare minimum makes you, you know, allows you to compete for NBA championships, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, as guys get older in LeBron's case, right, that margin for error has shrunk. So that means you, you have to clearly get him more at this stage of his career than you needed to get him, say in the second stint in Cleveland, which I think was like the best basketball that LeBron ever played. And, you know, and that's like, he, the obvious variable here is like the teams that you're competing against. Right. And in this case, like that, that San Francisco 49ers team is just stacked. Like like the, like the fact that they were able to add chase young just for peanuts at the end of that season there at the, at, at the deadline, you have that wide receiver core. You have Christian McCaffrey doing obscene things with the football, whether it is catching or running, um, I know Brock Purdy is a hot topic and he will always remain a hot topic, but he's at least good enough, I think to, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, he played well enough today to do it. Problem is you're going, eventually you're going to run up against a Patrick Mahomes, uh, because he's just kind of inevitable in the sport right now. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, with, with, with Mahomes in this contract right now, to me, to me, the true, like the true way you define greatness at the position of, uh, you know, quarterback is what is, what is that quarterback? What does the team look like once the quarterback gets paid? Are you ever nervous about paying that quarterback? Right. Um, and those, the great ones doesn't matter. They're able to make it work when, you know back when they were on their rookie contract and then they're eventually able to make it work when they are making the big bucks and you don't have as much to spend across your roster and um you know and and and, you know that would be my concern here with the Niners right I don't think Purdy is due to be paid so it doesn't necessarily matter all that much but that window is closing the closer that you get to him getting paid and uh you know in in KC's case, right, the fact that they paid him, and it caught, kind of sort of cost them Tyreek Hill, right, and and it costs you other talent across your roster because you are playing in a capped sport. Um, the the you know the math here, this was not supposed to be the season that they won the championship. Like it just wasn't supposed to be, and and yet they went out and did it, and and as they're doing it, you know, playoff game after playoff game after playoff game, you're watching. Patrick Mahomes, just keep on telling anybody who bets against him. Why? Why'd you do that? Like, that, that didn't seem very smart. And, and, you know, that uh, KC organization, you know, I I think they'll probably have to add, you know, I I think Rasheed Rice is going to get better this upcoming uh, off season, right? He's not going to be a rookie anymore. So he's going to likely improve. You're probably like, you know, Kadarius Tony is, is no longer going to be a thing. Um, Nicole Hardman, uh, Valdez scandaling, I think his name is, it's not the sport that I cover or whatever, but like those, those guys are probably going to get swapped out or whatever. Cause his, uh, Patrick Mahomes cap hit is going to be lower next year than this one. And, and that margin for error now, like opens up a little bit and good God, what does that mean for the NFL next season? Um, and, and I, you know, it's just like, as I'm watching all of this and as I'm, as I'm thinking about what the Lakers continue to do here with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and sitting out that trade deadline, I know that they got, um, Spencer Dinwiddie And I know that the vibes are better now than they were say Thursday at 3 PM Eastern, when that deadline had come and passed and the Lakers opted not to do anything, but it's still just kind of. It just feels kind of a, 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 like a bit of a gut punch. LeBron James is the greatest player of his generation. Period. I don't think it's I don't think you can really argue it. Um, you know, you could say maybe Kobe came before his generation and and you could say maybe Jokic is coming after his generation. Um, but like for the time like, you know, from the time that LeBron stepped onto the court for the first time um as a rookie to now until whenever it is that he hangs him up in that generation, LeBron is far and away the best player that, um, that, that you know, laced him up during that time. And all that you need to knew, need, needed to do with him over the course of his career is just give him an opportunity and put him in a place, uh, in a position to succeed in the postseason and watch what happens. And, you know, last year, the Lakers did like the bare minimum. They finally traded Russell Westbrook. They finally surrounded him with some shooting and with some athleticism. And look what happened. He somehow, kind of like miraculously, takes you from play in team to Western Conference finalist. And yeah, you wind up getting swept um, because the current best player on planet Earth, Jokic, is at his peak right now. And that team built around him is like perfectly put together. Uh, so yeah, you do wind up getting swept, but that's what LeBron was able to do with the bare minimum, a, a birth to the Western conference finalist, uh, finals. And, and if you just do a little bit more, maybe you compete a little bit better against Denver. Uh, if you do more than that, maybe somehow you beat Denver, right? The Lakers chose not to, uh, move their second first round pick last season after, moving Russell Westbrook, telling everybody that they were going to move it in the upcoming summer. And then instead of moving it in the upcoming summer, they draft Jalen Josefino who hasn't done a thing for LeBron James this year. And these Lakers currently this year. And again, it's just like that is less than the bare minimum is, is what they chose to do there um, this season, right? The, the the Lakers have chosen to do less than the bare minimum and we'll see what that winds up with. maybe, you know, maybe the lebron is is still just good enough to win you a couple play in games, win you a playoff series and 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 allow some of these people to keep their jobs. But they shouldn't, right? like if if that's what it comes down to is that like you you did you did less than the bare minimum. You chose not to um you know, resupply him with a little bit of talent at the deadline. And he got lucky with Spencer Dinwiddie. Like that to me is, is, is kind of, it, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Right. And we saw the Lakers previously do whatever they could for Kobe on, at the end of his career to try to win him a championship. They brought in Nash, they brought in Dwight. um, And maybe that season was just damned. um, As soon as Steve Nash, you know, hurt his leg and maybe that, that like run was just damned. Cause even Dwight wasn't hundred percent that season. He was coming off of back surgery. He never really looked like himself. Um, and you brought in Mike D'Antoni and maybe that was a misstep as well. Instead of bringing in Phil Jackson, who I thought that roster fit better, uh, for, and, and maybe things just didn't work out there, but you went down swinging, right? You, you went, you, you, you gave your all time. Great. One more opportunity there to, to, to win you a championship. Um, and then, you know, it just, it just wasn't meant to be, but in this case, I'm going to feel like the Lakers left stuff on the table by not doing the bare minimum. And you see the hot, like the way that, the way that chiefs fans love Patrick Mahomes, the way chiefs fans like love Andy Reed and, and this dynasty that we are watching right now is, is so effing cool, man. Like it's so fun to watch a great player lift an organization and an organization. And and by the way, this organization made some missteps because this wide receiver core sucks. <laughs> and we'll see if they actually are able to address it in the off season. But at the end of the day, that organization um, and Patrick Mahomes are going to work together and they are going to improve on a super bowl caliber team, a super Col- super bowl winning team, a champion, and um, I'm really fascinated by how they do that. And and whatever it is that they wind up doing, um, you know, we'll see what position it puts Patrick Mahomes in. But as that's all taking place, I can't help but wonder if we're kind of watching the other side of that coin here, where the Lakers are just kind of doing whatever they can to ride this LeBron wave until it reaches the shore um, and maintain whatever assets they can for their next wave all right in the week ahead it is a it's a fun one right the lakers don't play again until tuesday so you do get to continue to kind of excel exhale, exhale here uh you have a a very winnable game against detroit that tuesday you have a um a another winnable game heading into your all-star break, um, against Utah. That is at Utah. Utah played better, better, better basketball. Um, but then traded Kelly Olenek and traded, uh, Fontecchio. And uh, you know, we saw what happened to them last year after they competed as well as they could and then sold pieces and then fell off the second half of the year. So you kind of feel like the Lakers going into, um, that uh, that trade deadline or not the trade deadline the All Star break you have uh, two games between then and now and then in that All Star break everybody gets a uh, a nice little opportunity to rest and recuperate and in Spencer did we Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's case continue to learn about what the Lakers need from him and in Ham, darvin Ham Darwin Ham in that coaching staff's case uh, learn what rotation makes the most sense for everybody there. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a a good spot here that the Lakers find themselves in, um, you know, before a critical break. And then obviously on the other side of it, you have a sprint to the finish and we'll see what that, um, sprint looks like and, and who is even involved in it, right. To, to, to bring this conversation full full circle back to the topic of, are the Lakers going to continue to add to their roster? Um, you know, we'll we'll see who is who all is involved in all of this and we'll see what the Lakers are capable of um, now that they do get a nice little injection, a kind of miraculous uh, in injection of talent into the roster. Um, Spencer, like I looked at a lot of tape over the weekend, I looked at a lot of numbers. There are ways that I think the Lakers can utilize him that um, would allow him to be an addition to this roster. I think there are also some concerns there. Right that Darvin Ham would go back to bad habits and and play a little too much of those uh, three-man lineups or too many minutes with those three-man lineups. You know you're going to get some of them. That's just how this is, you know, you know that's how this is going to play out to a certain extent. But is there a way to, um, and, and is there a way to build those lineups where you actually get to take advantage of the extra skills that are on the court, right? So last year the Lakers would go really, really small, but they couldn't really shoot and they weren't super skillful, and you were just small, and you lost those minutes by a lot. But in this case, Dinwiddie's a little taller, right? So he can operate as your shooting guard um, or or <clears throat> a really small, small forward, um, depending on who you're competing against. Um, Austin D'Lo can both shoot the rock. LeBron, given the way that he has played this year, also is shooting the ball really well. Uh, so he'll allow you to do some things. Like, I bet you at some point we're going to get an Austin, D'Lo, Spencer, LeBron, AD lineup. Like, it's going to happen. And there are some 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 concerns about it, especially defensively on the perimeter. Um, but I'm also curious what that would look like offensively where you have just so much creativity. Uh, you have a, AD as, like, the ultimate nail in those in those lineups. I would also like to make sure that uh, ad uh, continues to operate as a facilitator the lakers have been really really good in games that he uh dishes out at least six assists this year and and i think that's a trend that needs to continue here uh for the rest of this year even though you added another creator to this roster and then uh you know we'll continue to keep an eye out for Jared vanderbilt news keep keep an eye out for um gabe vincent news and we will keep an eye out for how the rest of the season is going to play out. And I think it's a, a really exciting second half of the season that is to come. So make sure you guys are subscribed here on YouTube. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever it is that you get your podcast and, uh, and you know, let's, let's continue to ride this thing um, and, until uh, it it comes time to, to kind of find out, or we do start to find out what this team looks like or, you know, what, what this team is actually capable of uh, for the second half of the year. Before we go, I want to take some time out here to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for the way that you guys have supported this channel and this podcast and my content over the last few weeks. Uh, Substack, my audience doubled. Um, YouTube, our audience basically tripled. Uh my Twitter following I've gained about 3000 followers in the last couple of weeks. Um, and as this thing continues to grow, um, and if I, you know, if, if I, if a, a couple of things also go our way, we'll be able to reinvest into this podcast. And I have some really cool ideas on how I would like to do that. And there are some people that I would like to invest, uh, to making an official part of this podcast here moving forward. Um, so we gotta keep on building this thing. Tell your friends about the show, uh, share clips when they when they appear on your on your uh, social feeds um, and and continue to listen and subscribe and rate and review and um, like videos, whatever it is. Uh, you know, however it is that you can help, all of that stuff does go a long way in continuing to build this thing. Um, and and you know we are in a, a really cool, spot here for what we are all potentially capable of here um just like the lakers right the lakers um are 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 you know actually do have an opportunity ahead of them um if a few things go their way and i think we're in, in kind of a similar spot where we have a ton of upside and and all we need is just a little bit of support and your continued support and if you guys keep you know running out and, 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 and supporting us the way that you guys have the last few weeks, man, the sky is the limit. So thank you. Like legitimately, thank you so much for continuing to, to show people that, um, you know, you can, you can do this. Like we, if you, if you have the right people behind you and you, and and you get the attention of the right kind of audience, you are really capable of some cool things. And I, I truly feel like we are too. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Thank you a ton for following and listening and and, and all of those things. Please do subscribe if you haven't already, whether it's on YouTube and or the podcast feed. Um, Hit that like button if you guys are watching here on YouTube. Uh, Rate and review if you guys are listening on a podcast uh, application, wherever it is, preferably Odyssey. And uh yeah until the next time you guys hear from me which will be tomorrow I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day make somebody else's and I'll talk to you later.